0: Welcome to this End of life episode 48. I'm Jessica Duffin and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. This episode is sponsored by my friends at BU. BU period patches are 100% natural, acts are like a plaster so they stick on across your abdomen or your back wherever you're in pain and slowly deliver menthol and eucalyptus oil to the points of pain. These oils are scientifically proven to d- reduce muscle cramps and so they start reducing pain um, by easing and relaxing the muscles, the muscles in your pelvic area. These guys are part of my go-to period pack and I use them for about the first two days of my period. I stick them on under my clothes, they're really discreet and thin so they're not bulky, you can't tell they're there, they're literally as thin as a plaster. I personally feel that they're a reasonable price, they're affordable and they really really work for me. I'd been in pain the other day for about 48 hours with interstitial, interstitial cystitis pain. Um, and I put them on and literally within 20 minutes had gone. And I was so annoyed with myself that I hadn't thought to use them earlier. You can get five per pack. So depending on your the length of your period, that they last the average period. And you can subscribe so you can get them delivered to you every month. They're $6.99 for a pack or 4 99 if you go for a subscription. To shop, just head to the link in my show notes and start soothing period cramps a natural way. This episode is also sponsored by my free endometriosis symptom tracker. If you feel like you're in pain all the time or you're tired all the time and you just can't tell what's making your endo better or worse, which is what I'm currently dealing with with my interstitial cystitis, cystitis, I can never say that word, then this tracker could help you begin to understand subtle patterns in your endometriosis symptoms. By using this tracker every day, charting your mood, pain, brain fog and other symptoms and noting down what you eat, your stress levels and lifestyle habits, you'll begin to understand the crucial relationship between your body, your life and endometriosis. Understanding this is key to making changes that actually work and have a positive effect. As always, this guide doesn't replace your medical treatment and it's not intended to treat or cure endometriosis but it provides you with a tool that I use personally to help me live well with endometriosis and work out what was helping me and wasn't helping me. To download, just head to the show notes and follow the link to get your free copy. A few weeks ago I did an episode on what I eat in a day and um I guess to some, to be to be fair, I wish I I almost wish that I could re-record that because I feel like I didn't talk about the meals that I eat as much in 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 detail, I just didn't I don't know, I just felt like I could give could have given better examples, but yeah in if you were like, oh well, I don't want to just live my life of lentils and butternut squash spaghetti or something, I just thought I should let you know what I eat at the weekend and kind of show you what I indulge in and I've said this before, but I'm kind of like eighty percent endo diet. And I definitely let myself have treats and I definitely love my food and I definitely eat junk food and stuff. And it's just within I assume I don't know, it's within reason and I listen to my body whilst I'm doing that. Obvious kind of disclaimer here, I'm talking about what I eat personally, because it might just help you to hear my story and the way that I do things, but I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a dietitian. Um, obviously I'm training to be a health coach, but I'm not qualified yet. So this is not about what you should go and eat but i hope that having i'm not telling you what to eat basically we're all different and i would hate for you to eat something that you had a really bad flare up for i've worked out what works for me and i hope that by kind of explaining the way that i've done it and the way that i do things you're able to work out what works for you and what treats you can have and you know when just work out a path that that suits you in terms of nutrition for endo So my weekend food is really different from my week food. So I don't usually include that in my food shopping unless there's something that because we're in Margate, sometimes it's quite hard to get stuff locally at the weekend. So we might order a particular ice cream from a shopping from um, a cardo or something when we're doing a food shop. So I have a break at the weekend, basically, like pretty much every all the food that I eat at the weekend is completely different from the food that I would eat during the week I don't eat the same I don't I'm not I don't really eat I wouldn't eat a salad I wouldn't make a salad at home at the weekend I would eat one out because it's nice it's made by someone else but I'm not going to just follow a standard recipe that I've made during the week I want to make something more interesting and a lot of the food I have at the weekend is um, a bit more junk food orientated So, yeah, I give myself a break and I hold out for treats for the weekend, things that I've kind of looked at at, during the week and wanted or craved. I I wait till the weekend and I allow myself some flexibility in where I eat. I'm, you know, maybe I'm eating out. And for example, say I want some, because sometimes I eat sourdough bread, like I said, like I'm 80% on the endometriosis diet. So sometimes I will eat. Gluten. If, for example, I really crave sourdough bread, and I'm in my spring or ovulation phase, I know I can get away with eating some gluten. Well, I think um, I might have celiac disease, but that's a whole other conversation. You know, I can get away with gluten without having any like pain. A reasonable amount. I do. I found that when I went to Budapest, literally the vegan food that I could get was mainly like seitan, and there was not really any gluten-free options. So I ended up eating gluten for the whole four days, and I got really, really quite sick from it. In my like, I got sick stomach, what is? But I also had more pain. Um, so, and that's the same if I eat a bit too much. Like last weekend, I ate some gluten, quite a, not quite a bit, but I think I ate a gluten-based pizza, which I wouldn't normally do at all, really, because I'm quite happy with gluten-free pizzas. But it was this. Oh, sounds so. It was a, a vegan jackfruit barbecue pizza from weight that they just brought out and it was only a gluten-based and I really like Chris and I really wanted to try it so I'm just like fuck it I'm just gonna try it um I'm in my spring phase so I've got time till my period and I also had I think I can't remember it wasn't cinnamon buns it was some so I can't remember what it was but something in the morning that was gluten-based maybe sourdough toast or something I can't remember I think together those were just a bit too much for me because I did have quite a bit of pain by the time Monday rolled around. But yeah, I know generally I can make like an exception for some sourdough toast whilst during ovulation or whatever. And I will still have like gluten-free where I can. It's just something like, say if I really wanted to try something like that pizza, or it's something that I really, really love, like um, a pastry or a vegan maybe like maybe like a I go to a tea place like Chris and I stop in a coffee shop and they have vegan cakes but they don't then none of them are gluten-free then I might have like the gluten I might have a gluten-based like but dairy-free cake you know so I'm avoiding one of my triggers but not the other and yes there's just there's just some flexibility around that and but if if I'm due on then they're they're won't be, I would avoid gluten, and I would avoid sugar, but as you know, like I talked about in the sugar episode, I found like sugar free chocolates and stuff recently, so that's that's been fun, so yeah, I mean, I love bread, I love sourdough bread, I'm not that fussed about other breads. I do miss a good baguette and tiger bread, but I never think to buy them, so I can't miss them that much. I love bread, sourdough. I love breakfast. I love nut butter. I love vegan sausages. I love pizza. I love burgers. So those are often on the menu at the weekend. And I really love cooking and I really love baking. So I will often hold out and try recipes at the weekend. So for example, last night we made, um, sounds really like, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't hard. It wasn't spectacular. It wasn't an incredible like recipe, but we made I don't even know if they're around anymore. Was it Cadbury's that did toffee crisp or Nestle or something? But I haven't had a toffee crisp since. I mean, I don't know, like seven years maybe. And we made like a healthier version of toffee crisp. Like I'm ovulating in a couple days, so I know that I can eat it and get away with it. I am in pain today, though. I have to say, I am in pain. But we made. It's it's not terrible pain. Yeah. So we made these toffee crisps and I wouldn't eat those during the week because the thing is for me, if I eat a bit of sugar, I kind of go off on one a little bit. I do go a bit overboard. So we've got these toffee crisp bars in the house now. They're healthier, they're dairy free, they're gluten free. They're made with unrefined sugar, but they have still got a lot of sugar in, but they're quite big and now they're in the house. So I'm either going to eat them and I'm going to feel pain. Um, it won't be excruciating because I'm not by my period, but it will, it will. there will be pain, like persistent pain for probably, you know, a day or two, or I will give them all to Chris or I'll give them to a friend, that kind of thing. So we do try recipes and we might just, we might, we might like half the recipe so that I don't have the pressure to eat them all or I give them away um I, we didn't do that last night and I'm not sure why because usually sh- I did think about this but I hadn't made it before and I wasn't really sure about the ratios of ingredients already and it was quite late when we started making them so I was like oh I'm just gonna make the whole lot we haven't eaten them all though so there's still hope for me but anyway so I'm just gonna give you a bit of a breakdown of what I eat on each day so you can kind of get an idea so Friday night for example. Um, will usually be like pizza night. So we might make one. So that could be like a cauliflower base. Um sometimes we might use a gluten-free blend. I really like chickpea flour based pizzas. Hem- I can never say their names. Hem- is it Helmsley or Hemsley and Hemsley, like the sisters. They have a good chickpea um pizza base recipe. So um I'll link to that in the bio. Or we might just buy buy a gluten free base. And I find that the b free stone baked pizza base in the UK they're really good their their ingredients are pretty much even the ones that you might be a little bit unsure of actually when I've done research and I've looked into it it's like plant fiber like bamboo cellulose it's like none of it is that bad they there might be a little bit of gum at the end it's it's not a lot yeah so we might use a, we might use a gluten-free base and then most of them are made with like rice flour psyllium husk, psyllium husk, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, things like that, and I actually, or there's something like, you know, hydro, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, hydroxy, I don't know how to pronounce it, something methylcellulose, which it sounds really confusing, but it's just a compound that's derived from plant fiber, so, um, and if there are a couple of preservatives, they're like not really major ones, and they're kind of out there. They're, they're, they're small quantities, so if you you might not be concerned about that, you know, but if you want to get like a healthier processed food like a pizza base, just do a bit of research online um it It doesn't take that much to google like a a word or two, and actually a lot of these companies these days address those ingredients they they explain what they are if you visit their website, so yeah, so we have like a pizza. And we're often like, you know, we make it ourselves because we like doing that. And you can't always find a good gluten-free vegan pizza, though you can now. When we used to make our own, couldn't, but you can now. So there's White Rabbit, Sainsbury's do a good one. I think it's just called Amy's Kitchen, they're a good one. Um, And they're all kind of the same ingredients that we'd put on them anyway. But we tend to do like either tomato base or like um, a pesto paste or like a white kind of cheesy sauce base that we've made because sometimes i can't eat the tomato sauce because of my interstitial cystitis. So, yeah, we'll have we put vegan cheese on there and we might put some rocket on there, um some different herbs. Like we really like doing a white base or a pesto base with red caramelized red onions, rocket, thyme, rosemary, vegan cheese pesto and pesto pine nuts um that's really nice so you know or we'll just buy we just buy one that's already made and then Saturday um I allow myself to have a decaf tea and a decaf coffee so I usually wake up with a decaf tea and we have brunch out or at home and that's kind of the point where if I'm like ovulating or in my spring phase I will get um sourdough or I'll get a really just a really good gluten-free bread I really love the one that they have in Sainsbury's but it's we've not been able to get it much recently because it sells out so fast and it's from the bakery but there are other good gluten-free um breads out there especially in London and online and I'm going to do an episode on gluten-free stuff so um there's going to be a freebie of good brands um that I like on there so look out for that yeah so the brunch out the brunch that we have out, I usually tend, I mean, this is sounds so boring, but I love avocado on toast. So we might have avocado on toast or what else? I mean, sometimes they just make them fancier, don't they? Like I, I, there's not often other things that I would go for that I can usually eat on menus other than avocado on toast. Some places do like hash browns with like vegan sausage and beans and stuff. So I could have something like that or maybe you know a smoothie bowl or yeah like yeah a smoothie bowl or vegan gluten-free pancakes sorry my brain isn't in London mode anymore like when I was in London I could eat so much more you know if if I'm in London or you live in a city that you have more access to like vegan health places then you can definitely get things like smoothie bowls or yeah pancakes or waffles and stuff like that um with maple syrup and berries and things. And at home we would we tend to make, you know, gluten-free vegan pancakes or gluten-free vegan waffles. Um not not so much because it does take a long time to do it. Sometimes I just can't be bothered. So it just depends what kind of mood that I'm in. We might do a vegan sausage sandwich with a nice gluten-free bread or sourdough if I feel like I can handle it at that time. We might have um, like a vegan vegan fry up. The other day we made a vegan fried egg and we had that with vegan sausages. And I'm always, what I tend to do is if I can kind of make something endo-friendlier and I'm not going to notice a difference and it means that I can get away with having gluten-free, gluten-based bread, then I'm going to. So for example, I'll buy sugar-free beans because... What's the point of me? How, like baked beans, for example, they've got really quite a high amount of sugar in. I think it's something like fourteen grams of sugar for a tin or something. So I'm like, well, why would I do that when I could just buy sugar-free beans and I'm not really going to notice a difference? And that means that I can have a decaf coffee and I can have some gluten-based bread. I'm not gonna, yeah, maybe I'm gonna have a little bit of an impact, but I'm not gonna have as much as if I had beans that had 14 grams of sugar in. And yeah, then we might have lunch out or or maybe at home. I find we often have like brunch late and then I'm quite full up, so I might just have like a protein shake or something or get a snack. Or yeah, I don't I really ever feel like we eat lunch at home. I feel like we have a big breakfast and then we have a snack and then we have dinner. And but you know, yeah, I might just have like a protein smoothie or coffee and like A cake or pastry, or it really depends how much sugar I'm planning to eat. Like if I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have ice cream tonight, that's got sugar in it. Like it's not a sugar-free one, then I'll probably be a bit more careful with the type of snack that I have when I'm out. And then in the evening, we would really like we usually have like something like burgers. So I love Beyond Meat burgers or jackfruit burgers. They're amazing so if you don't know who Beyond Meat are they make very real meat-based sorry they're not meat-based at all plant-based burgers that very much like beef burgers and they're really high in protein so I might have them or jackfruit burgers and both a lot of burgers say to fry them but because. You know, fried foods can increase inflammation or tend to grill them. So, those kind of things, like you have what I guess what I'm trying to say is I have what I want, but I will adapt it a little bit to make it a bit more endo friendly so I can get away with having what I want. Although, obviously, beyond meat and jackfruit burgers, it's like nothing wrong. I know people say, like, ease up on the processed food, but if you're not having them, having them once, like every other week is really not a massive issue. Um, a nutritionist might argue with me, though, so I don't know. I'm I'm just saying that's how I feel personally about it. Yeah, some vegan cheese. I like Violife, um, which you can get in America as well for my American listeners. And I'll get gluten-free burgers. I wouldn't... Buns. I wouldn't... You can get gluten-free buns. I don't love all of them, and it sucks sometimes, but I don't really... I don't... If I, I... I would just rather, if I'm going to eat gluten, I would just rather it be something I really, really love, like toast, because I love peanut butter on toast. But I I will keep, I will basically keep everything as endo-friendly as possible. So I won't go out my way to eat gluten, if that makes sense. It's just if I'm really craving some sourdough. And I probably won't have sourdough more than twice a month. Or, you know, we might have tacos in the evening like jackfruit tacos and we make a nice cheese sauce or something we really like persian food so sometimes we might make a really lavish persian dish that took us a while to make but we wouldn't really have time to do that in a week yeah we really like mexican food um love making like nachos and topping them with incredible ingredients um or sometimes like really like comfort food like vegan mac and cheese and you can get quite good gluten-free um macaroni uh pasta now. And yeah, I've, I mean, I said this in the, sh- um, the sugar episode that we would probably get some like sugar-free chocolate or a lower sugar chocolate or a raw chocolate or un unrefined sugar chocolate. It kind of depends where I am in my cycle. Or we could get some ice cream. I really like bouja bouja. We're not eating that as much at the moment because it, because it, we've discovered Perfect World. So we can get like, sugar-free ice cream quite easily and that makes a real difference to me we like to make our own popcorn with coconut oil um and i'll either just have it sorted or if that's kind of like my sweet treat then we'll put some um maple like i mean i haven't really well i don't think we make popcorn correctly because chris puts maple syrup on it but or we we'll make like a, a kind of a toffee sauce or something but Yeah, someone else will have a better recipe for making like a cinema sweet popcorn than I do. Just a reminder that today's episode is sponsored by BU. Literally, these guys are one of my favourite period companies, full stop. I love BU already, thanks to their incredible natural pain relieving period patches, which I've spoken to you guys about. But as if that wasn't enough, they've now brought out a high quality CBD range too. You can choose from a CBD Muscle Balm, which contains only natural ingredients, uh, Oral Drops or Sprays, which are flavoured only with natural flavourings. The Oral Drops and the Oral Spray come in three different flavours, natural, lemon and berry. And the CBD Muscle is purely natural and contains beeswax and some gorgeous smelling oils such as lavender and eucalyptus. To shop, just head to the link in my show notes and let me know if you try them this episode is also sponsored by my free endometriosis symptom tracker. If you kind of feel a bit overwhelmed by your pain and your symptoms and you really just don't know where to start with managing them, then tracking your symptoms over a couple of months or even just a month to see what your triggers might be could be really helpful. I've put together a free download that helps you track your pain, your mood, your brain fog, uh, your bloating, where you are in your cycle your eating habits your stress levels so many different things um in a really simple and effective way if you'd like to try it out um obviously it's free just head to the show notes follow the link and you can get your own copy and then on a sunday again we have like brunch we might have that out or in this is this is a lot of this is budget dependent, really. Like we couldn't really afford to like eat out in the morning and it, for dinner. You know, it's like maybe we we'll eat out twice or once or sometimes not at all. So yeah, we have brunch and a lot of the time on a Sunday, it's like it's a lot more comfy. So that's kind of where something like a sausage sandwich would come in. Snacks, um, we might like have a bag of like black bean or like purple maize tortilla chips and i'll try to get like the healthiest version that i can like that's like baked not fried and it's made with protein like beans and stuff like that so we've got like a health food shop up the road so it's quite easy for us to get some nice healthier snacks in or maybe like um there's um rhythm health do like healthier versions of cookies they're made with like almond flour yeah almond flour and coconut oil and things so I might have a couple of biscuits in and dinner is we would eat out um and we would we always choose when we eat out we always choose somewhere I can reasonably eat put something together but that doesn't mean it's the healthiest meal so it might be a gluten-free pizza with like loads of vegan cheese on it or it might be I don't know you know just just something that's a bit less it's not it's not a salad for example so i always choose something that i can either eat entirely endo friendly in terms of avoiding dairy gluten for me this is endo friendly but it won't necessarily be made in the healthiest way that perhaps like you know perhaps i'll buy some chips that have been you know and chips have been fried or something but i'm not going to I'm still mindful. I guess I, I guess I keep a bit of a tally in my head, maybe of like, oh, I've had like quite a lot of processed food this weekend, and I'm kind of craving like something healthier. So we'll eat out and have, I don't know, go to a restaurant that does more fresh food. Really, um choose a meal with more vegetables or something. And dinner. But if we're eating in, we do make like a like a more of a traditional Sunday thing. So we might make our own roast dinner and I've got a really nice vegan stuffing recipe that I like to make, gluten-free one, and we don't really have any like any fake meat with that because I think a lot of the fake meats for roast dinners are like soy-based and I I try to stay away from processed soy. But it's we tend to have a lot more like comfort but like vegetable based meals on a Sunday because I think that I've kind of eaten a lot more like stereotypical junky food on a Saturday like pizza or burgers and by Sunday I'm like oh I kind of want I want some veg so we might make yeah roast dinner or a shepherd's pie kind of thing I can't really think like we have kind of favorite meals that we go to and I feel like we've eaten a lot of roast dinners recently but as as the weather changes we'll go for kind of fresher kind of more exciting things like maybe we'll make a risotto or a barbecue or something where we barbecue like some aubergines and sweet corn um, on corn the cobs and stuff like that. So we'll definitely go a bit more veg based on a Sunday but it's still comfort food, it's still quite traditional. And it's a lot that I've associated with Sunday comfort. Yeah. On a Sunday I'm I'm like, oh, I'm gonna today I'm gonna master a gluten-free vegan Yorkshire pudding. Have not mastered it yet. Those kind of things like I, I'm always intrigued. Something something that we really like is like polenta mash or cauliflower mash with vegan sausages, cabbage, and like a mushroom gravy. So um, yeah, some that kind of thing. And If we haven't gone OTT on the sugar, I might make like a homemade dessert or buy one. So for example, we got in um, yesterday on Friday, we bought ourselves these, um, I can't think who they're called, Uh, they're called Freaks of Nature. They have these hot puddings that are pre-made, but they're made with things like almond flour, flaxseed, dates. They are quite high in sugar though, so I don't have them that often or like last week we shared one but it was so good today, this weekend, we were like, okay, let's get two, and um, we'll have them for our dessert on Sunday, so um, they're like a cherry bakewell hot dessert thing, so we've got one each, but they, they are quite high in sugar, and I, I wouldn't really eat that too regularly, I definitely won't have that again now until my period, and in fact, from tomorrow, I'm not really going to have any sugar, because, not tomorrow, tomorrow's Sunday, from Monday, I'm like, drifting towards my autumn phase so I'm going to be you know I won't have any sugar I might have some sugar free chocolate at the weekend next weekend and I'm maybe some sugar free ice cream potentially but that still has some sugar in it so probably just a sugar free chocolate and so we yeah so we might make a dessert or if we are if if we're out I probably I wouldn't really have a dessert that often because I can't Control what's in it, unless it's unless I'm in a specific health food place that have made you know they've got a really lovely dessert, then yeah, of course, I'll have that. It is different now. I'm not in London because I'm not going to the same places. A lot of the foods that we eat, we have to make ourselves or buy it from a supermarket. And I think you are limited within reason what you can buy. Whereas if you went to somewhere in London say you wanted a burger you could go to burger Co and their burgers are like incredible like aubergine burgers and there's loads of I don't know they're kind of very well made with really good quality ingredients and sometimes I do feel like oh I would I don't really want to buy all of this processed food I'd like it to be a bit more freshly made so you know I but that's fine because in the you know you can make your own burgers that's always fun like making your own burgers is fun and so you can make your own version of your favorite junk food and make it healthier and that's often what we will do like making your own pizza from scratch and using a chickpea paste is fun or looking up recipes is fun so we'll definitely find um recipes that we want to make i'm kind of giving you a really standard overview of like some junky favorites that we will eat but we will like find a recipe and make that but because that's so specific I can't really think of examples to show you because it it is very specific but yeah so that's really like an overview a very like very basic kind of typical weekend um at some point there's probably going to be pizza involved maybe a burger I think we're really hyped that Beyond Meat exists at the moment in the UK so we've been having that a lot but yeah so Saturday is definitely more junk food for dinner and stuff brunch is always lovely so and and brunch usually you know is it kind of involves a mix of like some kind of like salad with avocado on toast or some kind of fruit you know there's always some kind of fruit there and protein most of the time, unless I'm having avocado on toast, there's no protein really in that. The treats will kind of be like the healthiest or the lowest sugar that I can find within reason, and I will kind of tally up how much sugar I've I've had. I'm like, oh, can I really stretch this far? But i you know, I want to be honest. Sometimes I just like I know that I'm eating too much sugar. That's kind of my kryptonite, and I'm like, I need to stop, but I I don't like, and that's just the way it is sometimes. And we reel it in, you know, the next day I'll be a bit better or by the Monday I'll, I'll be a bit more self-controlled sometimes you know sugar is addictive and I just want it all so I eat 80 20 you know but sometimes I do go a bit crazy especially after my period ends and I'm moving into my spring that often that weekend that I'm in my spring um I'm just like oh my god give me all of the sugar And all of the decaf coffees, like there's still like a limit in my head. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to drink loads of like loads of caffeinated coffee because I know that I'm going to like. I could just get a decaf coffee; it's just as nice for me. But it is hard to not want like sweet food all the time. Once I hit that that weekend, and I'm in my spring phase, and I haven't eaten anything sweet for two weeks, and my period's gone, so I'm safe. It's it's hard to not eat all of the sweet stuff but what's been really helpful is that there are healthier lower sugar options now like perfect world I know that there are sweeteners aren't perfect and there, are you know certain natural sweeteners like xylitol can cause some stomach issues in some people and stevia then not you know I think there's like a vague link that it might like suppress thyroid if you're eating it a lot so I'm not going to be eating like a tub like every day but you know once or twice a month I'm sure is fine especially given that we're like sharing the ice cream so yeah I guess I just wanted to I just wanted to let you guys know that I'm not perfect with the endo diet but I know my body and I know what I can get away with and I know what I can't get away with and I also even if I can't get away with something I will make an informed decision Do like, you know, am I, do I want this so much that I'm willing to be in a bit of pain tomorrow? Or am I taking this a bit too far? Do I need to start looking after my body a bit today? Those kind of things. Like today, I really, really wanted a normal cup of tea. I usually only, I have on a Sunday, I forgot to mention this. I have like a normal cup of tea on a Sunday. But today I was like, no, you're in a bit of pain. That toffee crisp bar triggered my pain last night. It's not terrible, but I know if I have a normal cup of tea, it's gonna get worse. So I just didn't. I just had a decaf tea. And then tomorrow if I'm feeling okay, I'll have a normal cup of tea. And if I'm not, then I'll I'll stick with decaf. So I think it's just about understanding your body and respecting it, but also knowing that if you make that choice, it's your choice. If you want to have more sugar, it's your choice and that's okay, you've decided to do it. I think what I don't like is when control is taken away from me and I go somewhere and I have no option to minimise the impact that that food's going to have on me because someone served me up gluten-free and dairy or what, whatever. So I just try to make adaptions where I can and yeah, you know, having sugar-free ice cream means that maybe I can have sourdough toast that day. Or having no gluten whatsoever means that I could have a bit of cake that's got more sugar in it than I would normally have. To be honest, I would like to eat healthier at the weekends, actually. And we did, really. Um, Since we moved to Margate, we live near like two superfoods, superfood, two superstores for Tesco's and Sainsbury's. And they have all the vegan food, so much vegan food so many gluten-free options that we're really, I think we've just been enjoying that. And I think we're going to, because I said to Chris recently, I was like, I I do feel like we're eating a lot of processed foods at the weekend and, you know, just all healthy diets kind of recommend that you eat less processed food. And we don't eat that during the week, but I just feel like it was become it was becoming a bit of a habit and I wanted to get back to just maybe having a bit more balance with that instead of all of our weekend food being so processed um but I think we're just really enjoying having access to products that we didn't have before and I think that will kind of wear off and we might go back to making some of our own burgers and just fun things like that because it is fun because you get to be creative so yeah I'm not perfect I love junk food and listen to your body and do what feels right for you but also know that it's okay to treat yourself and have some fun. Although if you know, if it turns out I have celiac disease and obviously I'm not gonna eat sourdough taste anymore. Like there's obviously there's a level, isn't there, with uh, allowing yourself to eat something that Oh, sorry. (laughs) I was holding my crystal and I just dropped it. Yeah, obviously there's a level with like what you should and shouldn't do when it comes to your health. Like someone who, for example, has developed lung cancer, it's probably advisable that they stop smoking. So I'm not saying like, oh Treat yourself even when it's going to like cripple you. Um, It's really about trusting your, like knowing your body and knowing what you can get away with. Like the pain that I'm in right now is very low level pain and I don't have aggressive endometriosis. Like my symptoms are very severe when they're not under control, but I don't have aggressive growing endometriosis. So I know that I'm reasonably safe in that respect. So yeah. I hope that's helpful. I just don't want people to think that I live this really perfect life, and I don't eat you know indulgent food sometimes because I do, and um sometimes I pay the consequences for that and sometimes I don't sometimes I have it under control and it's fine and often often it is fine because if I stick to you know gluten free burger buns and I stick to like the low sugar stuff um i can get away with like i i can enjoy all of that and be fine but sometimes i'm like oh i'm ovulating so i can have that thing in the coffee shop that looks nice i'm going to leave it there i hope it's helpful dm me if you have any questions um and keep an eye out for future episodes on gluten-free and dairy-free um eating because i've got i'm going to have downloads to go with those that will kind of help you um with navigating that world because it can be a bit tricky when you start out do you know what scrap that don't wait for that list I'm gonna do you guys a weekend grocery list with my favorite brands and and it will have some some American brands in there um that I know of for yeah for my US listeners and um for anyone else if you're not in the UK I mean, have a look at the ingredients and see if you can match up products that, you know, are similar um, in your country. I'll put that in the show notes um, and I hope that helps um, to give you a bit more of like an idea and something to reference to. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife um, You can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com, and you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I. Um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis as always if you like this show please rate review and or subscribe really truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis this episode was produced by the pod farm whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started Visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world.